What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Lean With Plants. Do you ever feel like you start the week really strong and you think about what you want to eat and you, you get all inspired and you look at all the good inspo online and you're like, okay, yep, this is the week. I'm going to get really healthy. I'm going to do everything right. My veggie, my fridge is packed full of veggies and you get to the end of the week and then it's another blowout and it's another binge fest or it's another back to square one, back to starting on Monday. Are you stuck in that cycle? And the reason that I ask is because I talk to so many women who tell me, Charles, I know all the information that you're saying. I know not to eat oil. I know what calorie density is. I know that I'm meant to eat vegetables, but I just don't stick to it. I can't stick to it. And this problem, guys, is so incredibly common. Everyone struggles at this point because we think that when we know the information, we're going to automatically do it. You know, people say to me constantly, and I was like this as well. I was like, okay, what do I need to know? How many calories do I need to eat? What kind of foods are okay for weight loss? Uh, how much exercise do I have to do? We want the blueprint so that we can do it. And we were like, okay, once I know, I'll do it because that's the guarantee for results, right? So much of our search in this weight loss journey is figuring out, is this going to work? But then when you actually decide on something and you try it and you can't stick to it, you start to realize, okay, this is this is really, really hard. Even when I have all of the information or I'm, I'm doing this new thing, it's not the answer. The issue with this is because we almost subconsciously think that there is something out there that we are going to be able to do that is just, it clicks for us and we're automatically able to stick to it and it, it just gets easier and we, we have that motivation or maybe you get an accountability partner. We think that it's going to happen and because it never does, we go from diet to diet always looking for it or we just go from Monday to Monday. This is a really common cycle as well thinking that this week I'm going to get it sorted and then you don't get it sorted. So I just filmed the entire new video content for Lean With Plants 2.0, which guys is launching this week. I cannot believe it. I've had so many days where I've gone from like waking up at 5am and going to bed at 12am and editing and filming and writing outlines and doing all the stuff behind the scenes. But I was working through the habits stage and that's where this fits in. And as I was filming and creating the content for this habits stage of weight loss, I just realized more and more and more that these are things that I have very, very rarely heard talked about in the weight loss world. I mean, they are common themes. They are um, quite well-known themes in things like a business and personal development. But in weight loss, we seem to be somehow convinced that it's all about information and it simply isn't. You have to know how to apply that information, how to make that into a habit. And guys, why this is so crucial is because even when you know what you need to, and I'm going to talk about the course again, it's launch week, so hear me out. 
In the beginning stages of weight loss, which is what the Lean of Plants method goes through, these five stages of weight loss, in the first stage, it's all about building your knowledge. It's all about knowing what foods to eat, how you're going to be able to eat to feel uh, full and satisfied without consuming too many calories, what to snack on, how to uh, design your bowls, how to create your meals, what about carbs and fat, do I need to worry about omega-3s, it's all that core information. And then on to stage two, which is all about building your meals, it's actually putting it into practice, it's okay, here's how to cook without oil. Here's how to roast without oil. Here's how many vegetables eat to eat. Here's exactly how to know the calorie density of a food. So I've got a, a lesson in the new Lean of Plants course, which I show you exactly how to get out your phone and find the calorie density just by doing a really simple calculation. So all of that is the, the why and that's the foundations of understanding how weight loss works. We've talked about this a lot. So you need a calorie deficit. If you're not in a calorie deficit, you won't be losing weight. If you need to understand calorie uh, density so that you can eat enough food that you don't constantly self-sabotage. And then you're actually building those meals. You're setting yourself up well because you know what to do and the what is so effective. But over and above that, the last three stages of weight loss are all about behavioral change. So creating your habits is the third stage. And it is crucial to take everything that you know and to be able to create a system that becomes autopilot. Because we are hardwired as individuals to choose the path of least resistance. And oh my goodness, the other day I, and I see this so much now, now that I know this, that we are so motiva- motivated by this. And I've talked about it before, uh, the pleasure trap. I, I really liked it. There's definitely things that I don't agree with, but like with anything, take what works, take what resonates with you and you don't have to, um, you don't have to accept all of it. So what I liked about the pleasure trap was that Dr. Doug Lyle talks about human motivation or really the motivation of any animal. And we are very highly motivated by pain avoidance, seeking pleasure and minimizing effort to the degree that I was riding my bike up a hill the other day and I, I had a long way to go home and I knew one of my tires was a little bit flat and I was almost going to ride all the way home like that because it seemed like less effort than the trouble of getting off my bike and taking off my little tire pump and sitting on the pathway and being like or having all the people ride past me and be like are you okay are you okay which is lovely but it felt like that was going to be more of an effort than riding up the hill with a flat tire And this is how we work. Like you can probably think of an example where you've done something similar. Like you haven't gotten up off the couch to get a jumper, even though you're cold. Or you've been super tired and you didn't go to bed because you couldn't be bothered. So we do this constantly. So any kind of long-term change is going to require that you don't really need much motivation to stick to it. And there's a few ways that you minimize the need for motivation. Uh, A few of those are things like changing your core environment, because when your core environment changes, 
you change. You think about the military, all right? What happens? You are forced to operate at a level that you have never done before because your entire environment has changed. What's really fascinating, though, is that one of the things that happens in the military, or maybe I'm just actually, I really don't know. I did not join the military, just so you know. I am not like a super spy seal person turned weight loss guru. No, that did not happen. But one of the things that I have gleamed from movies is that, and watching YouTube videos, so there's some credibility there, okay? YouTube is super credible. They will go and make their beds, that that is a habit that you establish when you join the military. And maybe this is why I should join. But why do they maintain that? Because the environmental trigger which is the fact that you have a bed, you hop out of bed, stays the same. Okay, so even though the when you leave the military, you're not operating in that same extreme environment, there is a trigger there. There is an action there that is maintained. There is a habit that is maintained, okay? And that will stay with people for the rest of their lives. Contrast that with something like The Biggest Loser Show, which is the most idiotic thing in the world slightly entertaining, slightly nauseating. But you think about all of those people who go on that horrible show and they're made to run like five hours a day and eat tiny portions and do all of these things and they do not do them when they leave, obviously, because there is nothing in there which is a correlating uh, trigger. There is no environmental factor that is going to be the same when you go home to your normal life. So any of the benefit that is seen, which is debatable anyway, is going to be lost. And it is. We see that again and again on people on these kind of shows. They change things while on the show, but because there's no consistent triggers when you get back to your real life, they don't maintain the results. And if you cannot maintain the behavior change that led to the results, you will not maintain the results. That's the sad, cold, hard truth. So we're constantly looking at how do I lose weight quickly? How many calories do I need to eat to lose 10 pounds in a month? How can I uh, get abs? And we're asking these kind of questions instead of asking the right question, which is what habit change that I can maintain would result in permanent weight loss? Because if I can maintain the habit, the results will be permanent. Instead of thinking that somehow you're going to maintain results that you would never be able to maintain the things that got you there like doing a 1400 calorie never a mucking up meal plan like I saw on Instagram today and I was like ugh, part like hand palm to the face because I saw this ad come up and it was some fitness person and this is a whole nother topic and I'm going off on a tangent as I do but this fitness guru girl who like seriously her body is sick guys like I would kill for her body she's got like a really firm looking body okay you know what I mean and she had this meal plan 1400 calories and like there's some snacks and stuff in there it would have been ex you would have been super hungry eating it like there is very 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 few people that are going to need to eat 1400 calories to get into a calorie deficit like statistically minuscule um and but the thing is 
and this is where I'm saying I might do another podcast or I might do a YouTube video on this topic. Hit me up if you think I should talk about this. But in the fitness industry, you will see a lot of transformations. And it's this it's this false kind of idea that what has gotten these transformations is the fitness program, is the exercise routine. When in fact, nine times out of 10, these kind of exercise routines come with some kind of very low calorie meal plan. And if you follow it, that's the thing. If you can stick to 1400 calories a day and you can work out for a few, like an hour a day, you will get results quickly. You will have probably staggering before and after pictures, but you're not going to, most people are not going to maintain that because it's incredibly hard to maintain that and you haven't created a system. So when I come back to habits, it is so important to create a system and a setup that allows something to become a habit. We talked a little bit about environment. Changing your environment is the most effective way to do this. And I go all through this in the new Lean of Plants course. So if you are listening to anything, if you've ever listened to anything and you're like, "Mm, that helped me, Mm, that helped me. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Get your butt into Lean of Plants. Like I can only give you a snippet of the value that you need and the the what you need to put into practice to really make this work for you. And the new course is all about getting you to take action. It's very short. Like every module, every lesson, even though there are a lot of lessons, is between like five and 10 minutes. Some of them are only three minutes long because they all have something for you to go and do because I know that action trumps information. And I said Trump on a show, so sue me. Anyway, (laughs) I wanted to talk in this lesson. I'm I'm in this course creation mode, guys. In this episode, I want to talk to you about creating your staple meals because this is part of the setup to maintaining habit change. And this kind of little outline that I'm going to work from is actually one of the lessons in the Lean of Plants course in this habits module. And... Part of the way that you can create permanent behavioral change where you will not need motivation anymore is to get a routine in place. And so much of the time, the issue of not sticking to something is that we fail in one of the three P's of consistency. So that is either preparation, planning or practice. So if you have not planned out what you are going to eat, if you have not made any kind of, if you've not thought in terms of real practical, what is it? Do I have it? How long is it going to take to cook? When am I going to eat it? Uh, Like what do I need to do to make it? How am I going to remember to to plan it and prep it? All of this stuff. If you don't actually plan that, And I mean taking it from like this airy fairy, like I need to meal prep because there's a massive difference, guys. If the only thing that you ever take away from me is that you get away from this fluffy cloud unicorn talk where you're like, I'm going to meal prep this week and you start taking it down to I've set an alarm that on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. I am going to roast up one tray of potatoes and I have washed potatoes in my pantry ready and they are going to go in my fridge for the rest of the week. If you can get into that kind of thinking as opposed to the what I just said, then you are so far ahead than like literally 
like everyone, even myself a lot of the time. And this is the key, guys, is actually taking the time to think about that planning stage and then actually execute it. So after planning comes preparation. And that's all of the setup that you need to really put that into practice. And then the third P, the practice P, is that actually doing it. And why this is so key is that planning and prep will get that thing ready to execute, right? If the potatoes are there, if you've planned and you know when you're going to do it and you had the reminder to do it and then it happens and it's all there, then the putting into practice is relatively easy. It's a lot easier than if it's not there, right? But you still need it because here's the thing. Everything that you do new, new do do. <laughs> this sounds like Dr. Zeus. Everything that is not second nature for you, everything that requires some effort or requires developing a new skill is going to take practice. Because even with all of that ready, even with all of the setup, there is still a disconnect between the person who always eats that food or the person that follows through to completion and who you are now. Like you are not that person right, right now. You are not who you need to be to get to where you want to be. When you are that person, you will get there eventually, always, 100% of the time. If you can become that person now, then the results are inevitable. Like results happen because of you changing as a person. So everything you do from here on out, if you can see that as practice, and it doesn't matter if you fail sometimes. It doesn't matter if even when all the potatoes are prepped up, even when everything is ready for you to have a healthy meal, you go out and get takeaways. And maybe you eat one potato. It doesn't matter if you are practicing and you are improving. And I talk about this constantly in Lean of Plants. Like everyone, literally every member in Lean of Plants knows that like failing is such an important part of the process. And if you can see failure as really something that can teach you and something that is inevitable and something that is going to help propel you into greater and greater progress, then you can't, you can't even ever really fail. It's almost like this oxymoron where we're saying like failure is positive, but then we're also saying like you can't fail because it is positive, you know, like you, you can't make, you can't muck this up because it's all about improvement. So let's talk about creating your staple meals. I want to tell you what I do and why this is so important. When you create some core meals, these are going to be things that you can add to your week consistently. And it's much better. It's to start with four to six. I think that's what I have in the course. Yeah, so you start with four to six core meals. And these are things that you uh, are always going to have like your base ingredients for and I talk about creating like your core ingredients um, and your core like prepped foods uh, for component bowls and things like that in the course as well but when you have these core meals and you write them into your week that means that you are going to eliminate so much of the problem with not staying on plan and a lot of that is just getting to seven o'clock or getting to 6 p.m. and the kids are crying and everyone's hungry and there's nothing in the fridge and you're like what the hell what the heck do I make that's going to eliminate so much of this because part of the problem guys is the mental effort 
of thinking of decision making that it's actually hard for us to make decisions. And this is kind of funny because I make a lot, obviously in business, I make a lot of decisions all the time. People are asking me things a lot like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Makes me sound really conceited. Yeah, well, no. But anyway, my husband is not the best. He he doesn't like, let's put it this way, he does not like making decisions. But I get so decision fatigued, which is a real thing, that so much of the time I'm like, Nick, like, I, I don't care. And even today, like he's he's working towards getting better at making decisions. He's going to kill me because I'm talking about this. And at today at the shops, like they asked us, do we want a paper bag for the groceries? And Nick was there. He looked at me and I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. And Nick actually made a decision, which I was like, yay, Nick, you made a decision. Sounds like a stupid thing, but decisions are hard. It doesn't matter whether they're big or they're small. We hate making decisions. So if you can eliminate some of your decision making in that you don't have every single meal on the planet that you could make. You've got the one that you said you were going to make. You've got the one that you've got the ingredients for. If you can eliminate the decision of what time am I going to prep because you've already thought about that in advance. If you can eliminate a decision where you don't know what you're going to have because you've already decided on that and you already have all the ingredients for it and you're already prepping it at the right time, all the stuff that I think I've said a million times. If you can eliminate all of that decision-making, then your life gets instantly easier. And what do we know about human behavior? If your life gets easier, you are much more likely to do it. And you are much more likely to stay on track just because we choose the path of least resistance. So this is what I do for creating my core meals. It has to do with your environment. And I'm going to talk about the course again. In Lean of Plants, I talk a lot about just like figuring out what your um, specific environment is. Because for some people who are, if you're a busy mum and you work from or you work from home, uh, if you've got no kids, if you're a student on a budget, if you don't have a budget and but you're cooking for multiple people who aren't eating the same way as you, then your specific situation, your specific environment is going to need to determine how you choose your core meals. And so for me, I know my, that my specific environment is that my husband and I both cook. Uh, we have a fairly flexible budget. We uh, we have kids, so we need to eat relatively early. We don't want to spend a lot of time cooking, and we definitely don't want to spend a lot of time cleaning up. So for our environment, our meals fit into that, or our core meals fit into that environment. And this is really important that you actually learn how to discover what this is, because a lot of the time we're choosing to try and do something which is not uh, conducive to the reality. So we're trying to follow through on something which is actually at odds with our situation. If you are a student on a budget and you have no time to cook and you live with flatmates, you buying like or trying to create meals that have expensive ingredients and that take a long time, And that you can't like reheat the leftovers and use them to take for your meals at uni. Then you're not going to stick to doing that. You're not going to keep following through on doing that. 
it has to fit in with your specific environment. So I talked about what mine was. These are my core meals. And this is what I recommend you guys do. I recommend that you get out a piece of paper right now, maybe pause this episode, go grab a piece of paper or come back to it or schedule some time that you can actually do this. And I want you to write down four to six staple meals. But before you do that, have a little think and write down what your specific situation is, what your environment is, and then ask yourself a few questions about what matters in your environment, okay? What matters to you? What is going to make it easier for your core meals to become your core meals? If you're busy, you're going to need meals that are quick. You're going to need things that you can um, clean up easily, right? If you're on a budget, you're going to need things you're going to need things with ingredients that you can get cheap. So things preferably that have got a lot of a lot of frozen vegetables, right? If you've got kids and you cook for your kids, you're going to need to create core meals that they will actually eat as well or component bowls that you can add elements to theirs that and subtract things that they won't eat, all right? Or like what I do is I just put like one kind of token thing on their plate so at least they see it and they smell it and they get used to it being there and even if they don't eat it I'm like well I tried so something like that as well so for my five staple meals this is what I have number one I have sushi bowls and if you guys follow me I was gonna is follow a thing subscribe if you subscribe to me on YouTube then I got my sushi bowls all I need to do is cook up the rice and I can steam up broccoli if broccoli's not in season or it's expensive I can always cook up some courgette um, and I use my microwave steamer which I am in love with and I wish that I got paid a hundred dollars every time I said this because I'd be rich I can use a mix of lettuce, cabbage, sprouts, avocado, grated carrot, really whatever I have in my fridge. So this is a meal that is a core thing in my house. The only thing that I need to do is cook rice and steam broccoli. So we have this at least twice a week and my kids love it. So my other staple meal, my second staple meal is pasta. And the reason that I love pasta is because I make a big veggie packed sauce that goes with it and I can use any vegetable all right so this works really well for me because I like to have some flexibility I like to be able to um, cook with whatever's in season so this could be something that you write on your environment in your environment statement as well like what foods are actually available to you because if you're trying to cook like me this is something that I find really fascinating and Okay, because people will message me and I say that all the time, mate, I sound like so conceited, like oh, people, I'm so popular, like people always message me, but true, true, people do message me and I'm privileged that they do, but they will, bless their souls, ask me things like, how do I do this when I can't eat broccoli? Or I, broccoli, it costs me like $9 a head. Bless them. And how, where do I get sweet potato? You always eat so much sweet potato. I'm like, Oh, dude, dude, the reason that I eat broccoli is because it's cheap. Broccoli, a lot of the time here, is like a dollar a head, a big head. If it's over $2, I sure as heck ain't buying it. All right, I buy whatever else is on special. Uh, with sweet potato, we live in, well, we live very close to what they call Coomera country. So Coomera country is 
where they're growing sweet potatoes, all right? And it's very, very close to my town. Cooma is what we call sweet potato here in New Zealand, any kind of sweet potato. So my dad, he works in Cooma country, not at a Cooma farm, and he will get us really big bags of seconds. So we get Cooma, we eat a lot of sweet potato, because I can get it cheap and because I really enjoy it. It's something that is easy as a staple for me. But if you can't and you don't afford, you can't afford to buy like Kumra for $20 a pound, don't do it. Find something that works for your environment for your specific situation so if I go back to the pasta I love making pasta because the sauce is full of tomatoes I love tomatoes I will put like literally every vegetable I have in my fridge I buy food at the market so if I have if I have beetroot I'm gonna grate in beetroot I'll grate in carrots I'll put in broccoli I will put in zucchini and or courgette I use a lot of words interchangeably zucchini courgette kumara sweet potato and because I try to get I try to talk so that Americans can understand me so yeah if I market it I put things like bell pepper capsicum you see what I mean and I you can have it with lettuce cups and it can go with pasta or it could also go with roasted sweet potato it could also go with baked potato so that's a core for me because it can use up everything in my fridge it can use up kale or whatever so that's why I love it and my kids love it too and my husband loves it it's customizable so my third core meal is roasted sweet potato hummus and some kind of salad with vegetables and this is like a typical component meal on our in our house and guys if you're not used to making component meals you are missing out these are the game changer they are so incredibly helpful all you need is to have some kind of starch prepped up so sweet potato or rice or quinoa it could be beans and then you just put together a combination of some kind of flavor component I like using hummus um, some greens in there put in some like roasted vegetables you really can put anything you want just chuck it all together in a bowl you get creative in summer I will buy lots of tomatoes roast up tomatoes oh my goodness roast tomatoes over white rice in a component bowl and the juice from the roasted tomatoes you just cut them in half guys sprinkle a little bit of pepper on oh my goodness yikes it's freaking game changer. You do not need any kind of salt on them, any kind of sauce. They are so flavorsome. So component meals are awesome because they are really easy to customize throughout the year. And they're cheap because I just use what's in season. So my fourth staple meal is soup. And this is something I'll have spring, summer, winter, anytime. I'm going to try and experiment with cold soups in the summer. We'll see. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> But my, I remember one time my mum tried to make a, a cold carrot soup and my sisters and I got four sisters and we were freaking out. We were, we were not happy at all. So I don't know, hit me up if you've made a cold soup. I want to have your best cold soup recipe. But I love soup because you can use whatever is seasonal and having something like soup written into your meal plan, if you're going to do that at the start of the week, then you can know, okay, hmm, leeks are on special at the moment. I'll make a leek and potato soup or hmm, 
hmm, beetroot. I got beetroot from the market. Hmm, I'll make a beetroot-based soup. Or I'll, I've got nothing in my fridge and I'm poor. I'm going to make a uh, frozen vegetable and tin tomato soup, okay? And barley or whatever. That's down, that sounds delicious, all right? You're welcome. So this is something that is really customizable as well. It fits in with what I like. And it's easy. Soup is so, so easy. I also do stir, stir, fry veggies and some kind of hummus and normally rice. And I love this because I just use whatever green vegetables I have. I like to keep veggies in their color. Like if I'm cooking a stir fry, I want to keep it mainly green. And I don't know if that's a weird thing or not. Uh, I've put this recipe up on Instagram I put tofu and curry powder and it's really good over rice with a little bit of hummus. But the best thing about this is it comes together in about 15 minutes, which is really 15, okay? 15, not 50. I know I sound like a, I know I say words that sound like they are other words sometimes. All right. And it just, it tastes really, really good and it's real easy. So I love making that. In the sixth core meal, I said choose four to six. So I'm an overachiever or just an achiever. I also cook up noodle bowls. You guys have probably seen the recipes that I've done for these. And I love this as well because it comes together really quickly and you can go have a look on my YouTube. I've got recipes for this. My kids love it. I can reduce the calorie density, even though noodles are relatively high in calories by adding a ton of vegetables. And it takes something that's probably not very filling because it's made with rice flour. Um, and there's it's not like a massively nutritious meal, but I add broccoli. I add pumpkin if I have it. I'll add frozen vegetables and I'll put like toppings of like tomatoes and grated carrot. And it turns it into a really nutritious meal. And I will always do the 50-50 plate. All right, so now it's your turn. And this is what I say in pretty much all the lessons that I created with Lean of Plants for the new 2.0. And there's a nifty little planner that's downloadable with this lesson is go now and choose your four to six staple meals and plan them into the week. All right. And this is it's seriously game changing when you actually sit down and you create your core environment statement, you figure out what your specific lifestyle is, you create these staple meals and then you schedule and you start following through. And remember how we talked about practice? It's going to take time. Like not none of this happens overnight. But the more you start doing this, the more you make it easier. Please take that away. Anything that you're doing, try and remove obstacles. Try Except if that's your spouse, okay? Try and remove things that are going to make it either diff more difficult for you to stick to. And then try and put obstacles for things that are going to make it easy to go off plan. And if you can do those two things simultaneously, and planning and prep is massive in that because, like I said, removes decisions. It, it helps you to stay. Um, it just helps you to keep doing that thing that you said you were going to do. It's it's the practice almost happens. You have your first practice round when you're practicing in your head because this is how visualization works. People, a lot of people don't really understand visualization and it gets, it's kind of like this weird thing where people talk about it, but 
part of the reason that visualization when used correctly is so powerful is that it allows you through your imagination to actually practice a situation that you would otherwise um, not know how to act in, that you would be scared. If you can visualize it and you go through what could go wrong and what you would do and what would go right and how you're going to act, then when you actually come to that situation, it's not as scary. It's not as hard because you've already done it in your mind. So this is partly why sitting down and planning your meals and creating these core meals, you've already done a lot of the hard work by the time it comes to actually make them because you've already put it into practice. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there. I hope that this lesson was helpful for you. I cannot... I cannot recommend enough getting into Lean of Plants. This course has been revolutionized. I talked a little bit about stage one, which is that foundation. Uh, in stage two, you've got building your, your meals, understanding how to do that. If you've ever asked the question, oh, what about uh, tofu? What about this food? How many calories do I need to eat? This is where you're going to have those questions answered. Things like what portion sizes do I need to eat? Or uh, should I be tweaking my diet? Am I eating too many starches? This is where you're going to understand that. In stage three is all about creating your habits. This is where you, you create a system and you learn all of the science of behavioral change and you actually go do it too, that is going to start creating habits. And when the beauty and the magic of this stage, guys, is if you can master your core habits, then you no longer need to rely on motivation. And the best part of habit mastery is that you will maintain it. Because the habits have changed. People think it takes 21 days to form a habit. It takes closer to 90 days to form a habit. So as soon as we lose motivation for something and we stop doing that thing that we are trying to create a habit for, we don't create the habit. So this is vital in any, any new change that you make in your diet, anything that you do for you to stop uh, like needing to have motivation or to look up inspiration or to have an account accountability partner or to stop just starting on Monday, you are going to need to form your habits. And then in stage four, we've got mastering your consistency because once you've established this, these core habits, then it's time to look at, well, how do I deal with situations and uh, issues in my consistency that aren't covered by routine and there's a lot of people who are trying to work on consistency when they number one haven't mastered foundations because they're still eating the kind of foods that are setting them up for inconsistency they still haven't set up their environment for success and so they're, they're struggling with consistency issues which number one would be much less of an issue if they understood the basics but then number two would also be less of an issue if they had mastered their core habits. So where does consistency fall in then? So consistency comes in where you are dealing with issues and you're dealing with inconsistency based into things that aren't happening in your everyday life, all right? That you can't create like a consistent habit. Like it's not every day, it's not every week. So that's where strategies to deal with consistency are different from habits because ha habits are those routines, all right? Habits are things like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth and you put your toothbrush back and you go on throughout your day. Consistency is when you go out and someone's like, hey, do you want to get a pizza? 
and you're like, what do I do in this situation? Consistency deals with when you've got your period and you're like, oh my goodness, like I've got a craving and I I don't know what to do. And you just end up giving it all in because you feel rotten and stink about your life. I mean, I just cried a lot today and I'm not even there yet. So consistency is really, really important to master. It's so important to know how do you and how do you focus your efforts? Where are you being most inconsistent? Because here's the thing, guys, as well with these stages um, is that in the first stages, it's it's very much about you understanding like these the science of this. It's understanding the basics and then it's knowing how to build your bowl and then it's getting confident with all of the what. And then habit change is kind of like this magical in-between where you're taking the what and you're making that your lifestyle. But then the last stages, which is building your consistency and then creating a lifestyle that you can sustain and that you can enjoy confidently. If you want to get lean AF, you can, but you're going to need to know how to do that. These last two stages of consistency and building your lifestyle, this is a stage where you learn from yourself more than anything else. You know the what, you know the how, and you know the why. Consistency is getting uber clear on what your problems are and then strategizing for how to master them. So there's a whole level of personal responsibility that comes into these last two stages. And a lot of people are trying to master them when they have not even mastered the personal responsibility or they, don't, they haven't known even how to look up on Google and know whether something is going to be good for weight loss or not. So I, if any of this sounds like you and you're thinking like, hmm, like I think I'm in stage two or, oh yeah, like I really need to master my habits. This is only going to be open for five days. You are only going to be able to join Lean of Plants for five days. It's opening on the 28th of November. What is it going to, what is it? gonna cost you to not get where you want to go all right what is it worth to you to get lean and maintain that for life if that is something that you want and the pain of not getting that that you go from week to week struggling that you go from year to year gaining weight If that is not a trajectory that you want, if you have felt like nothing has worked so far, then get your butt into Lean of Plants. I want to see you in there. I want to help you. I want to know you. And I want you to succeed on this. So many women, we've had the opportunity now to help so many women lose weight. There is success after success story coming out of this membership. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of those on Instagram this week. But I I just want to encourage you to get in there. Anyway, I'm going to leave this here and I hope you guys have a fantastic week. You are going to see a lot of me, a lot more of me on Instagram this week. I'm going to be doing a lot more lives. So keep an eye out for that. And if you have anything that you want me to cover specifically on the podcast, let me know. And I would love to hear if you found this kind of like more practical, even though I did waffle a lot about habits because (laughs) habits like my favorite subject seems, then um, let me know because I want to know what helps you guys. All right, I will see you next week for another episode. Have a great one.